We all know you Buffs fans are confident in Coach Prime and what he can do at Colorado, but the odds makers, they don't feel the same. I'm going to talk about that and more on today's episode of Locked on Buffs. You are Locked on Buffs, your daily podcast on the Colorado Buffaloes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? This is Locked on Buffs. I am your host, Kevin Borba. As you see right there, let me adjust myself a little bit better. There we go. Um, today's episode, we're talking about the odds makers doubting Colorado. Um, they have win totals out, and they have a couple of lines for early in the season, and they are not friendly towards the Buffs, as one could imagine, as I'm doing pretty much the first part of the show about it. And then th- what we're going to talk about to close the show uh, Travis Hunter, is he going to end up being the best player in the Pac-12 outside of Caleb Williams? One outlet thinks so, and so we'll discuss that as we go on. But before we do, I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Bus your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, so make sure to check us out and share us with whoever it may be. Um, but let's dive right into the betting stuff, the, the betting shenanigans. So FanDuel recently released their um, win total projection over under numbers for the Pac-12, not really a projection, it's what you could bet on, um, for the entire Pac-12. And so I wrote about it over on my Fan Nation site, um, which I cover Stanford as well as the rest of the Pac-12, and then I also cover Colorado specifically over at Athlon. And so yesterday I wrote about the odds for the win totals, and I was a little shocked to see how low Colorado was. And so I was just going through scrolling. Stanford obviously comes in with the lowest at three and a half, which, I mean, they're returning six starters, um, new coaching staff. Uh, Stanford, unlike Colorado, is not able to use the transfer portal as much because obviously they have one of the strict, most strict academic uh, requirements in the country, if not all the world, to be honest. And so three and a half, I was like, makes sense. They lost nearly 20 players to the portal. Um, seven players in the NFL, they're replacing the quarterback, the, almost the entire offensive line, whatever it may be. Well, then I scroll through FanDuel's little section there, and I'm like, okay, Colorado's got to at least be at four and a half, maybe five and a half now that they've got all these transfers. And no, Colorado's tied with Stanford at three and a half, um, coming in at a modest three and a half, I might add. Um, I was shocked. I was pretty stunned myself. Um, I know you guys are probably all going to disagree. So I I wanted to go through Colorado's schedule because if I was a betting man, um, which legally I'm not because I live in California, wink, wink, if you can't see on the audio, if you're listening to me, which I appreciate, um, I will go through Colorado's schedule right now and tell you four games because obviously if you're not familiar with betting too, um, not everybody is. So if the win total is at three and a half, um, if you want to take the over, they have to win four games. Um, so if you would want to take the over, which if I was a betting man, I would. Um, this isn't a betting pod. It's not a betting suggestion. It's just what I personally would do. Um, I look at their schedule right now. Um, I see Nebraska for sure as a winnable game. Colorado State, Arizona State three, Stanford four, who they also share the lowest odds. Uh, Arizona. And then that's five right there. Maybe throw in a UCLA or Washington. That's six or seven. That's six or seven winnable games, plus TCU, which I think is winnable. Um, but the odds makers do not, which I'll get to in a little bit later. But I don't think – I think the odds makers are being a little – I want to say stingy with it because 
we don't know what Colorado's roster is. I had someone ask me to project a, a two deep. Excuse me. Hello, hiccup there. Someone asked me to project a two deep um, of the depth chart. And I was like, I mean, I could. I was like, but it's probably going to change by tomorrow. Um, like, obviously, at quarterback, you got Shadur. Offense line is a complete mystery. There's like 13 scholarship linemen now. Um, running backs right now, I would imagine, would be Kovosia Smoke, then Dylan Edwards. And then wide receivers would be the easiest one because you got Jimmy Horn, Xavier Weaver. Uh, who else am I missing? I'm missing someone. M- maybe Willie Gaines or someone like that. Um, wide receiver would probably be easier. The safeties would be the easiest. There's two of them. I mean, I don't know who would start, but they, I know who would probably be in the mix for the two deep. And the corners, Travis Hunter and Cormani McLean, I would project. But other than that, defense line, linebackers, you never know if they're going to continue to add more. And so I was like, I could, but I don't know. And I think that's why the odds makers, all that to say, I think the odds makers are kind of shy on putting a higher number on Colorado um, because then people would, most people would probably, like if they put at six and a half, for example, which is they'd win seven games. I think most people would probably slam the under. Um, I guess not most people because Colorado does have the six most bets to win the championship, which I mean, more power to at 25,000 plus 25,000 odds. If you win, that's going to be a great payday. Um, But I think most conservative bettors, people that are less loose with their money, um, they probably be a little more hesitant to bet the over at six and a half. And so I think by putting at three and a half, um, the odds makers are kind of giving themselves some room to, to play, I guess I would personally, I'd go over. I've said it all along. I think Colorado's making a bowl game or at least coming close to making a bowl game. So this three and a half margin, I think they should, they should be hitting. Um, that's a number that, like I said, on their schedule right now, Nebraska and Colorado state two wins TCU. Maybe we'll talk, we'll put that in the maybe category. So two for sure games, they should win one, maybe game Arizona state. They should win. Um, I don't think Arizona State's going to be that good this year. I think in the future they will be. I'm very high on Kenny Dillingham. Um, Stanford, that's four right there. So they would have already hit. They could, they have a legitimate chance to hit the over by before Halloween. And then after, prior, they even if they don't, they have UCLA um, the day before or a couple days before Halloween. Um, and then this Oregon State's going to be a tough one. Arizona's a winnable game for sure. Washington State at Pullman. And at Utah is how they close out the season, which tough way to go out. Um, but I think the bus can really, I think they can hit that mark. And so I'm sure many of you agree. I'm sure many of you would probably take the over under at five and a half, six and a half, which I mean, more power to you. I, I need to see the team play. I just don't know yet. You know, I, I, I'm confident in coach prime and everything he's doing. I just don't know how these guys are going to gel together. And I think that I'll take some time and the only way to, to get time is to get back into fall camp and stuff. And we have over a hundred days until September 2nd, I believe is the, the amount of times until their first game. So they have a long ways to go to build that chemistry. Um, Before we move on, if you're looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all of the sugar and calories, then you need the best protein, the best tasting protein bar ever built. You got to try this. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste. I've got just the thing for you. Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing that you won't think they're good for you. You got to try this. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and cookies and cream. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And that's what's better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. 
And now you don't need to wait to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering built bars at built.com, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club while you still can get your specialty flavors at built.com. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, pick, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of built bars. You can pick up a four bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate bar, or coconut puff. If you're close to a Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13 bar box with our hit flavors brownie batter puff and churro puff. You can thank me later. Um, I'd probably run to the nearest Walmart for me. I don't think I've ever seen a Sam's Club. Never. I don't know where those are at. But Walmart, we have three of them where I live. So you know I'm going to a Walmart to grab me some built bars. Um, okay. We talked about the Colorado's win total. Three and a half. I think that's really I feel like that's easy pickings, really. Um, because the odds, let me let me pull up the odds real quick. Oof, let's see. The odds were like plus 150 or 160 when I saw it last. So you'd make a nice little chunk of change if you put some good money on that. Um, continuing with some odds makers, um, Colorado is projected to lose or they're underdogs in their first two games. Um, obviously, you got the Colorado versus TCU game, which the line has since moved um, dramatically, might I add. At first, I believe when it first when they first put the odds, excuse me, it was 17 and a half-ish, I believe was the number, um, or at least like 16. And now Colorado is the underdog by four scores, essentially. Um, TCU comes as at, comes in as 23 and a half point favorites over the Buffs. Um, week one in Dallas for in the Fort Worth area at TCU, obviously. Um, I, again, betting man here, I would, I would take that. I would at least take the Buffs to cover. Um, TCU, while they don't have a dramatic, as dramatic of a roster rebuild as Colorado, lost their Heisman finalist quarterback. Um, their two quarterbacks are Chandler Morris, who lost the job to Max Duggan after winning it. Um, he was good in practice, but wasn't that good um, in the regular season. He was injured too, which didn't help, but he wasn't that impressive when he played. Um, and then Chance Nolan um, is the other quarterback now in the mix, the Oregon State transfer. Um, if he was good, he'd probably still be at, or I wouldn't say he's not good. If he was as good as maybe the TCU fans are saying he is, he'd still be at Oregon State, and DJ Uyunglele would probably be playing at Hawaii, where he was originally predicted to land, um, because Oregon State was not good last year in terms of the passing game. They had a great defense and a great running game, but they could not throw the ball. Their quarterbacks were mediocre at best. And so I don't know if a mediocre quarterback or someone who – has potential but hasn't lived up to it who's kind of on his last last final straw if you will um in terms of the power five level because he was at oklahoma originally then transferred to tcu um chandler morris i'm referring to um i don't know if that worries me and then running backs they lost their two leading running backs to the nfl they were both really good lost them both they lost their three leading receivers to the nfl lost some offensive linemen um and then their defense line they lost Two guys, which I mean, two guys don't make a whole defense line, but these two guys, excuse me, did account for 60% of their sacks. So I don't know. I'm just saying. That's just me out here. Just spitballing. I feel like 23 and a half is a big number. Um, unless I, maybe that TCU team is a lot better than people realize, or maybe their Vegas is like looking at this Colorado team. They're like, no. Excuse me. Okay. I had to get a little quick cough in there. I had to mute myself. Okay. And then you flash forward to week two. They're hosting Nebraska. Um, this game, a little more reasonable. Nebraska comes in as seven point, seven and a half point favorites, which 
I mean, I feel like it's going to be a closer game than people want to give credit for. I think, especially Nebraska fans, are very high and mighty. Um, I think Nebraska fans, um, like Texas fans, um, they live in the past. They live in the, we were once the superior program of college football. We once were blue bloods. I mean, they still are blue blood program. Haven't played like it, but they are technically. Um, but they live in this like fallacy of a, a mindset that, oh, Nebraska, we're, Ndamukong Sue was just around the corner. Like that was a while ago. Um, even then, I don't think those Nebraska teams were nearly as accomplished as the ones in the um, 90s, 80s, whenever their run was. And so, but Nebraska fans still think they're that good. And so, obviously, the Cornhusker fans are always telling the Colorado fans or telling you guys, we're going to smoke you, we're going to beat you. And it's like, they're, Nebraska's in a very similar situation from Colorado. Terrible last year, fired their head coach. Um, new head coach comes in. He's trying to revamp the roster with transfer portal additions, um, a top recruiting class. And I'm, I'll tell you right now, you give me Shadur Sanders or Jeff Sims. I'm taking Shadur Sanders 10 out of 10 times. I think if Jeff, if Jeff Sims lived up to what he was supposed to be at Georgia tech, maybe the answer is different, but we haven't seen him protect the ball. We haven't seen him make smart decisions. And I just don't know why, Nebraska's fans think they're so heavily why they think they should be so heavily favored over Colorado. Um, I think that game will be a really great matchup, especially Coach Prime's first game at Folsom Field. Um, first real game. Obviously, they had the spring game and stuff, but first real game against another opponent. Um, I don't know. I I'd personally think those first two weeks, I'd probably I, I'd be interested in seeing how taking Colorado to cover in back-to-back weeks would do. Um, but it's very, very interesting that TCU's um, they've jumped as favorites dramatically. I don't know what the change is, and I'm going to have a guest on soon, um, probably coming up in the next week or so, to kind of let's see, um, to kind of determine what uh, maybe we'll discuss why TCU's so heavily favored. Um, but yeah. We'll discuss that once I have my guest on. I'm just confirming with him. I wanted to see if he responded right now so I could be like, it's happening, because uh, I just messaged him a little bit ago. But not happening yet. But we've we, we've been in talks. He just went on vacation. So we got we kind of got to get our schedules to realign. But we'll see why TCU's favored so heavily, and we'll discuss that. Don't know why they are, but maybe, maybe they're just built different, as the kids say. Okay, before we move on and talk about how great of a player Travis Hunter could be in the Pac-12 this season, I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Buster first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Um, find me on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get them. Find me. Talk to me. Um, very exciting to share uh, that we are going to continue to have great guests. Uh, John Garcia Jr. will be, of course, making appearances here and there. He announced his new gig today at Rivals, which is exciting for him. So proud of him. Everybody make sure to go tell John congratulations. Um but yeah, make sure to stick with us over here at Locked on Buffs. John will be joining us every once in a while to talk some some college football and some recruiting down there in the South because, of course, Coach Prime is hitting the South really hard. And one of the players that he got from the South itself was Travis Hunter. Okay, so CBS Sports uh, wrote an article called Pac-12 Spring Football Overreactions. USC makes the college football title game. Travis Hunter shines at Colorado. And so... I think the overreactions part, the title was a little confusing because I was like, this is what they think, or this is what, how people are overreacting to spring or whatever. So he says, this is like the, 
um, explanation. It says, with spring football over in the Pac-12, the clock is ticking on the conference's final days with its full 12-team form. With UCLA and USC departing for the Big Ten next summer, both teams look to make a splash in their own last dance in the conference. The collection of quarterbacks, blah, blah, blah. The Pac-12 hasn't reached a college football playoff since Washington 2016. Last year, USC was on the doorstep of breaking the drought, but they lost to Utah. Here are some overreactions heading into the fall that may come to fruition. So, overreactions that may happen. So, obviously, um, for programs like Arizona State, it was like Cameron Scadaboo, the running back from Sac State, the transfer will be a household name. Justin Wilcox is coaching his final season in Berkeley. Whoa, calling for jobs here. Um, And then we get to Colorado because it was alphabetically. So, ABC, we love our alphabet. Um, Let me... Okay, we're good right here. Had to make sure I didn't mute myself because my microphone's been giving me some issues. The bold overreaction was Travis Hunter becomes the Pac-12's best player not named Caleb Williams. And then it says, it's not every day that a former top-ranked player in his class hits a transfer portal, but that's exactly what happened with Hunter. The former number one player from the 2022 cycle by 24-7, according to 24-7 Sports, followed Deion Sanders from Jackson State to Colorado, where he is destined for stardom. Hunter showed flashes at Jackson State playing on both sides of the ball as a corner and a receiver, and that role is expected to be even larger this fall. Hunter missed a handful of games last fall due to injury, and this will be his season to shine. He should play both ways in with the Buffs and may even handle some special teams duties. Hunter has the potential to become an all-pack 12 player and should be considered one of the best players in the conference. You know, I don't think that's I don't think that's off base at all. I think there's a reason he was ranked as the number one recruit in the country. And obviously freshman years are always difficult for kids to come in and be productive. I would say outside of quarterbacks, it's really rare for freshmen to come in and be dominant. Um, I think freshman quarterbacks, which obviously it's not every freshman quarterback. Um, we've seen guys like, I don't know, like give me a freshman quarterback. I think Trevor Lawrence comes in right away. Doesn't want to start a job right away, but ends up leading Clemson to a championship. Like, he was quarterbacks. I feel like are better adapted to the college level to play right away, at least, or to be dominant right away. Whereas corner receiver, I feel like they got to grow into them, grow into themselves and kind of learn the speed and the toughness and the strength and stuff. Obviously Travis Hunter had the injuries. So he, he had some mo- moments at Jackson state. He wasn't the best player in the country by any means, but he had some great moments. Now he's healthy. He's been in Sean Lewis's system the entire spring. Um, him and Shadur have a great connection as we saw in the spring game. Um, he has a legit chance to be pushing for one of the best players in the Pac-12. And I think while many people may roll their eyes and be like, oh my gosh, it's just because he goes to Colorado. It's just because he's with Coach Prime. No, it's because, and John said this on one of, the, one of his appearances, he said that Travis Hunter has the best ball skills he's ever seen as a recruit. And Coach Prime himself said he Travis is better than he was at this age. So those that's very high praise for someone who is – going to be a true sophomore um this will be his first season playing at the power five level obviously but they're gonna feed him the ball on defense he's gonna be probably going up against every team's best receiver and hopefully for bus fans shutting him down um but travis hunter has the skill set he has the athleticism he has the ball skills and i think he's one of the smarter players too in college football i just don't obviously i think wide receivers and defensive backs don't always get highlighted for their iq but he knows where he's supposed to be where he needs to do and i think playing both ways kind of helps him um, on defense, he could look out for receiver tendencies, and on receiver when he's playing receiver, he can see what the defensive backs are trying to to lure him into. Whether it's trying to close him off by the boundary, lure him into safety help, or something, he knows all the tricks and tools and that corners use and that receivers use, and so he should be a star this season. I expect Travis Hunter to, at worst, be Pac-12 second team. Um, I don't know what position, but 
he ranks as uh, there was a, a Twitter page. I'm sure all of you know, him, big game boomer always ranks random stuff. Like it's um, I've seen him rank college environments and uh, stuff like that, but he ranked the top 50 players in the pack or in the country. I think Travis Hunter, he had him at like 13, which I don't think is too far off. I think people are kind of looking at his Jackson state production. Obviously it wasn't the most, like there wasn't the most production there, but he definitely, he definitely will have, I mean, injuries kind of derailed that obviously, but now he's going to have full opportunity. Colorado's going to be pressing pedal to the metal, um, especially on offense too. Jimmy Horn and Xavier Weaver are going to open him up a lot. And on defense, I think people want to test him. Like, I think quarterbacks are going to be like, let's see how good he really is. And I think they're going to want to test him. And so we're just going to have to wait and see how good Travis Hunter is. But bus fans, you know how good of a player you got in him and be excited. You know, you only get him for the next couple of years until he declares for the NFL draft. And so enjoy him while you can. And I do truly think that he'll end up being one of the best Pac-12 players in the, in the or one of the best players in the Pac-12. Obviously, Caleb Williams is tough to surpass. I think he's the best player in college football, but. Travis Hunter has a chance to to reach that status. And once he reaches that status, I think it helps Colorado stake for recruiting, helps Coach Prime attract more transfers, and it helps sell the dream that he's selling to all these recruits, which is all the Colorado fans and Coach Prime want to see is more top talent come to the come to Boulder. And so Travis Hunter, I mean, no pressure, but the bus fans are banking on you. Be great. Go be go be yourself. I feel like he's he's destined for greatness and i think he'll show that this season um yeah and i hope that this episode was as great as i think it was you know love making locked on bus content for you guys um i appreciate you guys for tuning in um this concludes our episode i'm again i'm kevin borba locked on bus is free and available wherever you get your podcast let's share this let's let's share this with as many people as possible the goal is to get to ten thousand subs by by opening week and so we're nearing 2000 almost. So let's, let's ramp it up a little bit. I'll make sure to get some more guests on here to, to help maybe try to get some cool interviews with coaches and stuff. And so I appreciate you guys again for making lockdown bus your first listen every day. Um, make sure to share this podcast. I appreciate you guys and you guys have a great Thursday. I will see you guys tomorrow.